What's up and welcome in y'all to a fresh week of Locked on Bulls. I'm Matt Peck. Up ahead on today's show, Monday, November 8th, we got to talk about the Bulls dropping their second straight game to the Sixers on Saturday. I want to talk about three things in particular. I want to talk about the Bulls' slow starts and some of these poor offensive first quarters we're having. We also have to talk about the Bulls' three-point shooting issue that, that we're starting to see this season. And we'll wrap things up with, yes, of course, who else? Nikola Vucevic and the struggles that the Bulls' starting center has had to kick off the season. That's all next on a fresh Locked On Bulls. Let's go. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host, Big Bow, B-A-W-L Sports, and you can follow us at Locked On Bulls. You can also shoot us a text or leave us a voicemail at 331-979-1369 and email us LockedOnBulls at gmail.com for our weekly mailbag episodes. Well, happy Monday, everybody. We've got a twofer on deck tonight. Bulls hosting the Brooklyn Nets, who after a uh, rough start to their season, have bounced back. They're seven and three, uh, game ahead of Chicago and Bears on Monday Night Football. Yikes! We'll see how that goes. Um, as you can see, I am rocking solo today. Big Dave has today in the next couple of days off, so uh, bear with me. Hopefully, I'll I'll bring in a guest either tomorrow or Wednesday to keep things interesting as we roll along in a fresh week of Locked On Bulls coverage. All right, so. Bulls lose to the Sixers for the second time in the span of a few days. 114-105 was the final on Saturday. And once again, the Bulls offense gets off to a rough start. 19 points in the first quarter and 21 points in the first quarter in these two games against Philadelphia. So far this season, through nine games, the Bulls as a team have an offensive rating of just 98.2 in their first quarters. That's bad. That That's like really, really bad. So the question becomes, what are the factors leading to this and how might the Bulls go about fixing it? Well, despite some Bulls fans already wanting to wash their hands of Patrick Williams after a few underwhelming performances to start the season before his injury, and yes, we all love Javante Green and the things that he does on the floor. Uh, you know, the guy is an absolute pest wreaking havoc, uh, creating second chance opportunities for the Bulls with his work on the offensive glass, despite being woefully undersized at six foot four, playing the power forward position most of the time. The bottom line is that teams are starting to completely ignore Javante Green when they're playing defense because he really does not provide any kind of threat other than working those offensive boards and, you know, uh, fast break opportunities where we know and love that we could see Javante finishing above the rim. We know he can do that, but as far as defenses needing to, to key on him or even pay a, a nanosecond of attention towards him, Javante doesn't really offer you anything there. So the Bulls have these scoring weapons in Zach and DeMar and Vooch, who I, you know, mentioned. We'll get to Vooch later on. But, you know, between that and then Lonzo, with with kudos to him, his three-point shooting so far this season, he's at above a 40% clip, uh, finding his teammates for some good looks. That basic void 
of an offensive option with Javante Green, I think is one of the big reasons that the Bulls are getting off to these slow starts. You couple that with what Billy Donovan has told the media. The offense wasn't going to just gel and click right away. He said, I'm not surprised by the fact that we are a strong defensive team out of the gate because I was harping on defense throughout training camp. We all know Billy Donovan is a defensive-minded coach. He had top 10 defensive finishes in OKC pretty much his entire tenure there. And the Bulls, despite not being a very talented defensive team on paper last season, finished 12th. So the offense is what needs to gradually come along. The offense is what needs to gel and click as Zach and DeMar and Vooch are all now adjusting to the fact that there are three of them and they were all before this season used to being the number one option and in many cases throughout their careers in many different seasons, not only the number one option, but the number two option offensively every single night. It's going to take time to figure out how that chemistry and that balance works. It also doesn't help that Zach Levine is off to a rough start in his own right. We'll get to Vooch, but Zach Levine is not shooting the ball particularly well, especially in, that's right, first quarters. You look at Zach's shooting numbers in the first quarters. He's getting off to slow starts. And as Zach goes, so go the Bulls. No surprise there. In particular, behind the three-point line, we're going to talk about three-point line shooting in a minute. I think Zach's hovering around like 34% from behind the three-point line right now. And that's with a guy who was flirting with 50-40-90 numbers last season. So if Zach's shooting is down, that is additionally leading to these Bulls' slow starts. So then it goes back to what the the offensive void is. That That is an issue with Javante Green. Does Billy Donovan look to make a change here with his starting lineup? Again, we know and love what it is that Javante Green provides on a nightly basis, but I mean, defenses are just flat out ignoring him, ignoring him, which is a problem when it comes to getting good, clean, open looks and better floor spacing for the other guys that are out there in that starting five. What are the options? The I think the name that most Bulls fans would think of, the one that I think of based on what we've seen from him and his bench minutes recently, is Derek Jones Jr. He has certainly provided a punch off the bench maybe gives you a little bit more, uh, you know, scoring threat than Javante Green. I mean, some of his weaknesses mirror those of Javante Green as far as what exactly they can offer on the offensive end. But I think Derek Jones Jr. gives you a little bit more. Uh, you know, he can, uh, on a good night, knock down some threes in a rate that is at least you kind of have to keep an eye on him if he's, you know, in the corner on the weak side, whereas Javante, you're pretty much ignoring him. and. Derek Jones Jr. offers you a little bit more size. And as Javante Green does, that guy could be a menace in transition and in the open floor and running the fast break and playing and finishing above the rim. So will we see Billy Donovan flirt with a lineup, a starting lineup change if the slow starts continue to persist? Because again, and it's not all Javante Green's fault. That's not what I'm saying here. As, as I mentioned, hey, Zach's first quarter shooting has been pretty bad. We'll get to Vooch, too. Um, but, you know, if, if the Bulls keep digging themselves these holes, they made that miraculous comeback against Boston. 
They almost do it in the first game against the Sixers. Once again, Saturday night against the Sixers, the Bulls, like, uh, you know, they give up a 15-0 run to Philly. And once again, at halftime, they find themselves in, in a, you know, a double-digit hole that they have to climb out of. But that's not the MO. That's not what you want on a nightly basis. That is not a, you know, that's not a uh, prescription for success if you have to continue playing that way and playing from behind because your offense gets off to these slow starts. So again, I think some of it is a new team, all these new pieces, figuring out how and where to play with and alongside each other on the offensive end and out of the gate, first quarters in particular, it's been rough so far. I have my faith in Zach and Damar and Vooch and all these guys, as well as Billy Donovan, to make the right adjustments to make the right improvements so that we're not playing from behind every night. But that is a big question to me moving forward. Does Billy Donovan maybe swap out Javante Green in that starting five? Okay, I mentioned. I also want to talk about the Bulls' three-point shooting so far this season, and we will do that in just a minute. First, though, I want to tell you all about prize picks. NBA fans, have you heard about the prize picks? Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love it, and I know you will too. Prize Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Prize Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. All of you out there who sign up for uh, Prize Picks and start playing, use uh, promo code NBA when you make your first deposit and you will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You pick two to five players, an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10x on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks allows mixed sports entries as well, so you could take the over on Zach Levine's points against Brooklyn tonight and the under on Justin Fields' rushing yards tonight in the same entry. Super cool feature. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals, so don't hesitate. Check out PrizePicks.com and use promo code NBA to get that 100% match up to $100 worth of deposit. Or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Today's episode brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. I just started watching The Great on Hulu. It's awesome. But you're watching sports highlights on your phone. And you've got your neighbors, best friends, log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, your favorite movies, your favorite shows, all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes. No need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, no annual contract the three most beautiful words so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your tv together with direct tv stream you can learn more at directtv.com that's directtv.com compatible services required content varies by package all right y'all three-point shooting kind of important these days in the nba no and what's interesting is that the bulls coming into saturday night's action against philly 
were one of the better three-point shooting teams in the league as far as percentage, not makes. There's a bit of a difference there. So uh, coming into the the Saturday night game against Philly, the Bulls were 36.1% from behind the arc to start the season, sixth in the NBA, sixth. 36.1%. Shooting has pretty much been down across the board so far this season. There's also the thing where, like, Wilson came out with a new official NBA basketball. I think some players are maybe finding a little bit wonky transitioning from the ball that they were used to. You hear similar things about Olympic basketball players who go and play with the, you know, the FIBA Olympics ball that's clearly different. Maybe there's something going on there is why shooting is down across the board in the NBA so far this season. Um, but 36.1%, sixth in the NBA, attempts, the Bulls are dead last. Dead last in the NBA in three-point attempts per game. The Both of the Philly games, they got outworked. The Bulls were, let's see, uh, six of 21 from behind the three-point line Wednesday night against the Sixers. Seven of 29 against Philly on Saturday. Um, the Sixers combined to make 25 threes in those two games to just 13 for the bulls. So, okay. Then the question becomes, why aren't the bulls taking more threes paging Kobe white? Sounds like he is taking contact and could be a full participant in practice, uh, starting as soon as the early days of this week, which is a great, great sign. But until Kobe comes back, where, if anywhere can the bulls find opportunities to get up more three point shots. And it kind of goes along with the, first quarter struggles that we were just talking about. Zach Levine's three-point attempts are a little bit down uh, as far as his uh, overall numbers compared to last season. Uh, Vooch, no surprise, his three-point attempts are down compared to last season. Uh, And and part of that is perhaps this slump that he's in and and lacking the confidence to launch those threes. And we'll talk about Vooch to wrap up the show a little bit later. Um, And and I mentioned Lonzo in, in that starting five conversation. Other than Lonzo shooting, I think around 40, 41% um, on a significant number of attempts per game. I think he's around six per game. There's really nobody else that that is reliably knocking down threes. I mentioned that Zach Levine is hitting just 34% of his three-point attempts so far this season. Maybe his thumb, even though it's his non-shooting hand, is causing some kind of issue with his shooting form. Although, I haven't noticed... Like, whereas I have noticed with Zach driving and driving left and finishing left, and those things have been um, hindered with this left ligament sprain, minor tear, whatever it is. His shooting form doesn't look different. And yeah, it's fluky, but I got to say, if you guys have watched every single one of these games so far, like I have, half of Zach's shots, it seems, maybe half is an exaggeration, but a lot of Zach's shots good clean looks, even contested looks, tough shots, anywhere behind that three-point line are halfway down and rim out. And again, maybe it's the ball. Maybe it's this new ball that the NBA is using this season. I don't know. But Zach Levine making 34% of his threes compared to 40% of his threes is a difference. But again, the biggest difference is attempts. The Bulls are dead last in the NBA in three-point attempts per game. You cannot be a regularly consistent winning NBA team while shooting the fewest number of threes per game of all 30 teams in the league. That math just will not work. 
for any NBA team now and forevermore until maybe, you know, a hundred years from now when the league changes again and three pointers aren't important anymore. I don't think any of us will still be alive when that happens. So why aren't we getting more three point shooting opportunities? We kind of looked as this roster was coming together this offseason about there could be a little bit of a lack of shooting, um, especially in that second unit where, especially until Kobe White comes back, who's getting up shots? Caruso, respectable behind the three-point line, certainly, uh, but he hasn't really been lighting it up from behind the arc so far this season. Uh, you know, I mentioned Derek Jones Jr., kind of a, a wishy-washy, inconsistent, some hot, some cold threat from behind the three-point line. You know, who else is there? Troy Brown Jr. isn't really even in this team's rotation anymore. Io DeSumo, credit where it's due for the rookie who, who has had some big moments, had, you know, nailed a big three in the comeback against Boston. Um, it's not like he's getting enough minutes to go out there and launch four or five threes a night. Where else is it coming from? To his credit, DeMar DeRozan, who has, again, always been known as a guy who doesn't shoot threes. That was one of the big knocks on why people didn't like his, his the Bulls signing him and bringing, oh, well, he can't shoot threes. DeMar is uh, fourth, fifth in the NBA in points per game uh, as of this recording on Monday morning. So, yeah, threes aren't everything. DeMar is crushing it. Some of these games the Bulls maybe shouldn't have even been in, they have it thanks to DeMar DeRozan. But again, DeMar is like flirting with 40% from downtown. Um, and, and again, it's on a limited number of attempts. I think he's taken somewhere between two and three attempts per game. So with that, with, with Zach's attempts being down, with Vooch's attempts being down from last season, other than Lonzo, who is taking a fair amount of them and making a fair amount of them, where's your three-point shooting coming from? Um, I think maybe it's it's an issue that Bulls fans didn't want to think that much about coming into the season with all these um, you know lofty expectations and, and optimism, saying yeah we'll we'll find the shooting somewhere we'll find the shooting somewhere. Where right now, when you look at their starting five and the rotation that Donovan has has seemed to find his way into you know his being his comfortable rotation, where it's you know it's obviously Caruso playing the most minutes off the bench. You got uh, Tony Bradley playing spot minutes. Um, as a backup center, no three-point shooting coming from him. Derek Jones Jr., eh, you know, Io, confident but not reigning. I mean, all of this leads to Zach has got to start being a guy who's knocking down at 40% because then even so, as you try and climb out of the basement of attempts per game, if Zach goes from knocking down 34 to 40, that's going to help. That's going to make a difference. Vooch, we'll get to him. Um. And then, you know, where else? Caruso, you got to knock down some threes. Um, Derek Jones Jr., got to knock down some threes. You got to find these makes from somewhere other than just Lonzo Ball. Uh, so hopefully we see the Bulls sort of get back on track when it comes to that element of their offense um, because, you know, the, the Sixers on Saturday, uh, Joel Embiid knocking down big threes. Firkin Corkmas. Shout out to my guy, John Sabine. What, like seven of nine from downtown on Saturday? Not like the Bulls are going to go up against that every night, but you have to be able to punch back making big threes when your opponent 
is making big threes despite all of the good things that your defense is doing. And right now, the Bulls do not have that in their offensive you know, uh, arsenal. And that's a problem. And it's caused a couple of these losses, I think. All right, so come on. Kobe White, please, please come back. We need your shooting, buddy. We will wrap things up with a look at the continuing struggles of Nikola Vucevic in just one minute. First, though, it's Bill Bar time, y'all. You know what else it is? It's getting closer and closer to Thanksgiving time. How is it November 8th already? That's crazy. I love Thanksgiving. All the good food, the good treats, plenty of them. But maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar. It's the perfect time of year for Built Bars, people. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. That's right. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Some pies, you know, 400, 500 calories in just one little slice of pie. Most Bill Bars, however, are only 130 calories and only four grams of sugar with plenty of protein. So replace that coconut cream pie with a coconut Bilt Bar. Or right now, starting tonight, one of the best flavors Bilt Bar has ever made, the coconut brownie chunk is going to be available starting at 7 o'clock tonight. Bilt Bar's coconut brownie chunk flavor. Honestly, it might be the favorite Bilt Bar I've ever tasted. Is back for a limited time. So replace the coconut cream pie with a coconut brownie chunk Bilt Bar. Or go for a raspberry Bilt Bar instead of that piece of raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie you might have on that dessert table this Thanksgiving. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein, simple, covered 100% real chocolate. It's a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Bilt Bar or two. Share some of these delicious Bilt Bars at your family gathering. It'll make things less awkward. Maybe your Aunt Betty hasn't tried a Bilt Bar yet. Say, here, Aunt Betty, try this Bilt Bar. And don't ask me about, you know, oh, how's my career? How's my love life? Just shut up and eat this Bilt Bar, Aunt Betty. New surprises all month. Limited time flavors always arriving and rotating at Bilt.com regularly. So check the site often. I mentioned the Coconut Brownie Chunk on its way back starting tonight for a limited time. The mystery flavor still available at Built.com. And if you guess what that flavor is correctly, you got a prize. And if you're still in that fall, autumn kind of mood when it comes to your drinks and your snacks and your foods, the Paranormal Pumpkin Bar still available. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. So mark your calendars. This Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises and great deals at Built.com. So go to Built.com today, tomorrow, every day, and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at Built.com. Vooch. Vooch, 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 Vooch. I saw, I saw something pretty disconcerting um, as the Orlando Magic were upsetting the Utah Jazz on Sunday. I saw a lot of Bulls fans on Twitter saying, hey, man, Wendell. Wendell Carter Jr. looking pretty good. Had himself a pretty big game in that upset win against Utah. Like, you know, I think it was like, you know, 22, 24 points, a bunch of rebounds, some blocks, assists, whatever. And some Bulls fans saying, did we make a mistake? Was the Vooch trade a mistake? Because Wendell looks to be doing pretty good over here down in Orlando. Meanwhile, Vooch can't make a shot to save his life. Now, 
I can't begin to tell you how silly of a notion that is. If you are one of those people listening to this pod saying, ah, man, really regretting trading Vooch for Wendell right now. I, well, we disagree, and, and you might not like uh, where I'm going here. I still have faith that Vooch is going to get himself right. Whatever this is, whatever this slump is, which after, you know, Big Dave and I were sitting here talking on the episode after the Wednesday game saying, how can you only take seven shots, man? How? Seven shots? Yeah, like this is a guy who should be, you know, able to give you 20, 25, 20 to 25 points on any given night. You can't do that taking only seven shots. So the Bulls made an emphasis to get Vooch involved early and often in the rematch against Philly on Saturday. Didn't go so well. So he ended up one of seven from downtown, five of 16 overall. Simply stated, the shooting woes continued for Vooch on Saturday night, despite shooting more than he did in the previous game against Philly. I don't know what this is. Could be several factors. I mentioned the weird Wilson changing their ball this season and that shooting numbers are down across the NBA. Maybe that's a factor here. Maybe, as I was talking about trying to figure out how the Bulls' offenses are getting off to these sluggish starts and DeMar and Zach and Vooch all needing to adjust, maybe Vooch is the one who has made to who has been uh, forced to make the biggest adjustment because Zach's still getting his shots and DeMar's still getting his shots. Vooch could be the odd man out here as far as like which one sacrifices the most compared to the role that they have been used to for years and seasons upon seasons in their previous location. You know, Chris Bosh in Miami suddenly becomes teammates with LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. Uh, hi, I'm Chris Bosh, multi-time all-star. Led the Toronto franchise for years. Here I am. You don't want my help? I feel like I'm not doing anything on any given night. Uh, and I'm just sitting in the corner launching threes. So I think maybe that's part of it. Vooch has become the, the one to sacrifice the most, at least out of the gate so far. But it doesn't, you know, I don't know if that explains why his shooting is so bad. It could be a part of the explanation. Just lack of rhythm, not used to getting his touches in the right spots, whatever it is. But the the uptick in Vooch's um, you know, lethalness from behind the three-point line over last season and, and a little bit the season prior, where he turned himself into a guy hovering around 40% from downtown last season, you know, not necessarily expecting him to maintain and build upon that. Like, you got to shoot 40% from downtown, Vooch, but it's got to be better than what he's given us now, which is 25.5%. Vooch is shooting 25.5% from downtown, and yet still, that's not even the biggest problem. You want that at least closer on the north end of 30, by God, and hopefully somewhere around 35 if he's not going to give you 40 like he did last year. We can live with 35. Vooch shooting 35% from downtown, totally live with that. What you can't live with is the fact that he isn't even making 50% of his shots from the restricted area. Vooch is missing bunnies in the paint, y'all. And that, I think, more so than the threes, is what's causing him to maybe have this mental block right now. 
And maybe he's developing the yips. And I know that's a taboo word, and I don't want to put that on Vooch. But how can you have confidence shooting threes when you're backing down a a mismatch of guard in the post and you go with your little, you know, baby hook or you go for, you know, a little turnaround six to eight footer and you can't make that. And again, like I've seen with Zach this season, Vooch has had plenty of bunnies that halfway halfway down and bounce out for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe the Bulls, you know, did something uh, that caused this this team to be cursed with these shots that look like they should be going in and they don't. Because Billy Donovan, when asked to give his perspective on it, said, as far as Vooch's struggles, like, you know, he's getting good looks. And maybe I need to do a better job, and we all as a team need to do a better job to make sure that Vooch is, uh, you know, getting off to confident starts to get looks where he wants on the floor and, you know, putting some of the responsibility on himself because that's what Billy Donovan does. He props up his players. Vooch is playing really poorly on the offensive end right now, and he's still giving you something. His passing ability has been on display so far this season. He knows that if his shot's not falling, how to be useful in other ways. And we have seen that, like in the game where he flirted with a triple-double with nine assists. We know that Vooch is multidimensional on the offensive end, but so far it's really one-dimensional because the shots aren't falling. He's not scoring in the paint. He's not hitting his threes, and it is becoming a problem for this Bulls team that beyond DeMar and Zach don't have a lot of offensive weapons. So am I panicking about Vooch right now? No, it's annoying. It's annoying to sit to, you know, and, and watch and, and say, well, there's another miss. Well, there's another miss. And then as a fan watching the game thinking, is he starting to get in his own head? Because that will make it worse. But Bulls fans saying, you got to sit Vooch. You got to bench him. Start Tony Bradley. We shouldn't have traded for Wendell Carter Jr. And then that snowball starts taking off on Bulls Twitter. I'm looking at all those people. And and I'm looking at them like they're crazy. Vooch is a professional who has been an established part of this league. And in the back half of that career, proven himself to be a dominant offensive force in this league for going on the better part of a decade an actual decade so am i panicking over a rough shooting start through nine games no because despite the fact that vooch can't hit water out of a boat right now yeah the bulls have suffered some bad losses if you want to call them bad losses ah shorthanded sixers you can't even get a split out of those two games Maybe maybe the Saturday loss, you call that one a bad loss. You know, they, they lose yet another player and, and the Bulls are on home floor and he can't win that game. Call it a bad loss, fine. The Bulls are six and three. The Bulls are six and three and Vooch is playing like this. So, no, I'm not panicking. But again, to just look down the road a little bit, you know, we got Brooklyn tonight. They've been playing well recently. You know, KD is going to be a handful and then you look at the schedule that Big Day I've talked about through this middle stretch of November, including that West Coast road trip. That's where I 
say, okay, Vooch, I'm not mad at you yet. I'm frustrated, but I'm not mad. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. But for the love of God, can you please get your shit together? Because we got some juggernauts coming up on the schedule uh, like uh, now. So whatever needs to be done for Vooch to get out of the shooting slump, I hope he finds it. I hope his teammates and his coach continue to rally around him to encourage him that he will find it. And I am sorry, but going back in time and undoing the Vooch for Wendell trade because of, you know, some decent Wendell games for Orlando, who, by the way, uh, are three and eight. Orlando's three and eight. And Bulls fans are like, oh, shouldn't have traded away Wendell. Three and eight. Okay. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear people saying, oh, you, you got to bench Vooch. Because what does that do to a player's psyche, to a professional psyche, if you're saying, oh, man, you can't hit anything. You got to take a seat. No. It, to me, is not that bad. I am sitting here, and I'm not selling my stock yet. I know that we are seeing a dip, and it's going down, you know, two points, and then three points, and then four points. It's going to come back up, y'all. Vooch's stock will come back up, probably at the most opportune time, because that's the bull's optimist that I am now. It's what Big Dave has done to me. It's what a competent front office has done to me. I'm a bull's optimist, and I am holding my Vooch stock, and I recommend you do the same. Uh, that's it for today. Uh, tune in again tomorrow. We'll, uh, we'll react to the Brooklyn game. Hopefully, the Bulls get back into the win column tonight. Because I certainly have more faith in them doing that than the Bears winning a primetime game on Monday Night Football. Uh, like I said, Big Dave out uh, for the first half of this week. I will try to find a, a guest to come here and help me entertain y'all uh, tomorrow or Wednesday or or maybe both. Um, so stay tuned for that. Uh, like and subscribe on that Lockdown Bulls YouTube channel if you haven't already. And if you have, kudos. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, and... Uh, Thanks to our sponsors for today's show, Prize Picks, DirecTV, and Bill Barr. Be sure to check out all those great deals for my co-host, Big Dave, who I know y'all miss more than I do, and I miss him a lot. Uh, he'll be back soon. I am Matt saying thanks for listening. As always, Bulls Nation, see red, be good. Peace out.